It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Hope your day is starting off well. And uh, we will talk later on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour. We will have New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad returning to the show. And uh, and joining her this morning will be Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta. And we'll talk about a number of things. Uh, We will talk about certainly some of the council business that has gone on since... The last time we spoke to them, since uh, last week I was off, so Council President Morad uh, was not with us. And also, some things that have been in the works for a while, uh, such as Councilor Giesta digging into the revised 99-year lease for the Zyterian Theater. So we'll talk about all that and more with them later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Until then, it's all about you at 508-996-0500. I'm... Starting today off uh, just in all my glory, walking out of the door this morning and having it be 58 degrees, at least that's what my car said, having to turn the heat on for a little bit while I was in the car on the way here. These are the kind of mornings that I love. This is this is my kind of weather. Give me the fall weather now, here on September 1st. And, uh, and again, as I always say, this is the beginning to me of spooky season. Because at any given time, I could be out there doing something paranormal-related. Uh, I know next weekend, right? Next weekend? Yeah. Next weekend, I will be at the Ocean State Paracon, which is uh, down in Harrisville, Rhode Island. It is the same town that the Conjuring movies take place in, the farmhouse that uh, inspired those movies. Well, that sorry, I should say inspired the first movie, uh, is in Harrisville, Rhode Island which is a village of Burrowville, Rhode Island. And so every year for many years, they had the Ocean State Paracon there. Then it went for a couple of years to the Plain Ridge Park Casino. And now this year it is back because this year marks the 10th anniversary of the release of the movie, The Conjuring. So this year's um, Paracon will feature heavily things related to The Conjuring movie, the Conjuring House, and of course, uh, Andrea Perrin will be there, who is the person who grew up in that house and lived through those hauntings that are portrayed in the film. So looking forward to that next weekend. Uh, this weekend, as I've said before, I have a wedding to go to tomorrow, although I am not doing well. <laughs> I'm under the weather here, so I don't know that I'll make it tomorrow. I hope so. I hope everything clears up in time to go uh, to see my friend Nick Fryer get married uh, you know him from his work from the Standard Times, and he was a pitcher at Westport High School who went on to play at Northwestern. And uh, now he works for DraftKings. He spent some time at WEEI. He's been hustling for as long as I've known him. Hardworking kid, bright kid, and uh, and he found he found his person. So they will uh, they will tie the knot tomorrow. 
508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, a very interesting story yesterday. And I had been working on this for a couple of days. And I had some difficulty. I mean, when you're reporting on something and you know that something is true, like, for example, you know a person who is arrested is the owner of a certain business. You have to question, well, does, does that business enter into the story? Because a lot of times you can be damaging the business overall for something that the owner did, and that's not necessarily a smart thing to do. You know, obviously when the owner of the uh, store is doing something that is illegal related to the store or to the business, that's fair game. You want to make sure that you incorporate that into the story. But when you have a story like we had yesterday, which is where the owner of a business is arrested for sexual assault, well, then it's like, well, do I have to really include the business in that story? And in the case of the article we have up at WBSM.com and on the app, it made sense to mention it because it was a person of local interest, even though it didn't happen here, it's not from here, the South Coast per se. As we all know, a few years ago, there was the Battle of the Moz Donuts when New Bedford's Moz Donuts decided to go back into business after being shuttered for about five years. The Middletown, Rhode Island Moz Donuts sent them a cease and desist letter and, and really essentially forced them to change their name. Now it's, now it's Grandma's Donuts. But the Moz Donuts in Middletown, you know, people were angry with them for swooping in and trademarking the name Moz Donuts when the New Bedford one closed. So the New Bedford one had opened first in 1955. It had been going strong in 1993 when Val Leet opened up Moz Donuts and more in Middletown, Rhode Island. And so he actually, you know, took the name. But then when the New Bedford Moz Donuts closed up in 2016, he went and filed a, for a trademark application for the name and then became the sole owner of it. And I think that was done with the intention of, in case they ever come back, we can be the only Moz Donuts. Now, I don't remember all the details at the time when the story happened of what, what they were saying about why they chose that name and all of that, but I know this much. In researching the story that we have up at, at WBSM.com and on the app, I have come to the realization that Val Leet's wife, Pam, is from New Bedford. She went to New Bedford High School, according to her Facebook page. So she was aware of Amaz Donuts. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. They ended up forcing the hand of the New Bedford Maz to change their name, and now they're grandmas. Well, Val Leet was arrested over the weekend, last weekend, for two counts of sexual assault, one first degree and one second degree. Now, of course, these are just allegations, but he was arrested by state police, after being indicted on Friday. So on Friday, they, the grand jury indicted him on two counts of sexual assault, and then the state police went and picked him up and arrested him. And from my understanding, he was being held without bail, although he did have a bail hearing on Wednesday, and I don't know 
what the results of that were. But you can read the story at WBSM.com and on the app. I don't know any of the details of the nature of the charges. You know, we'll find that out when he's arraigned. But the, I spoke to the spokesperson for the Newport County District Attorney's Office, and he didn't really have details to give me in that regard. The one thing that I did ask, because internet scuttlebutt, you know, starts to take over, and there was uh, a lot of folks who were saying that this situation had involved minors. And I did ask the DA spokesperson if that was the case because the charges on the warrant for his arrest were first-degree sexual assault and second-degree sexual assault. And I said, you know, is this at all in relation to a minor? Because I know at least in Massachusetts, if it was, the charge would directly state, you know, on a person under 14 or whatever. And the spokesperson, Brian Hodge, said, I don't see any sign of this involving minors. So I don't know if that's just that they're the, the, the charges were put out as such to protect the victim. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes they'll go for one statute over another so that they don't have to reveal that it was an underage person who was the victim or the alleged victim in this case. And then sometimes, you know, they, they just, the people that are commenting on this might have more inside knowledge about it. I don't know anybody that has direct knowledge of it. I just know what the DA's office told me, so that's all that I could report. But you can read that story at WBSM.com and on the app, and then you can kind of relive that donut drama because I included the articles that were put out at the time about that and the video in which, you know, Fun 107 was all over that story interviewing both sides of the issue, both the New Bedford Ma's Donuts family and the... Um, the owner of the Middletown Ma's Donuts. And it, it was... It was something that really angered people around here because it did seem like, you know, the Ma's Donuts in Middletown took advantage of a situation. The New Bedford one closed down and then they swooped in and stole the name you know, this is the way people looked at it. They swooped in and stole the name. And then when the New Bedford one opened back up, they wouldn't let them use it. Even though, you know, Middletown to New Bedford, you could, you could certainly have two Ma's Donuts. As we've said before, when this story happened, you know, there's... Like every town has like a, a Nick's Pizza. Well, I shouldn't say every town, but there's many towns where there's a Nick's Pizza. Oh, Nick's Pizza in Manapoisett? No, Nick's Pizza in Buzzers Bay. Oh, okay. Like, they're far enough away that it doesn't make a difference. And the same thing could have happened with Ma's Donuts, but Val Leet was sticking to his guns on it. And the other part is, you know, people said, well, they, they took advantage of the situation. Well, actually, if you go back and you look at the way that it played out, at the time, the New Bedford Ma's Donuts was saying they were closing for good. So in that particular case, you know, the Middletown Ma's is assuming they're going to be the only Ma's Donuts. And rather than have somebody else come in and name it the same name as them, they were going to 
protect themselves legally. Now, I still think that they should have allowed the New Bedford one to return under that name because, you know, 1993 to 2016 is what? 23 years, I think, right? Yeah. So for 23 years, the two Moz Donuts coexisted without any issue. So I don't know why they didn't think that that could still be the case. But anyway, we'll follow along with that. We'll see what else comes out of that. I think that um, a lot of folks are commenting on it on social media and saying, well, that's karma for you. I, I, I don't like to look at it like that because this is sexual assault. There, there's a victim involved in this, an alleged victim. So you don't want to celebrate even though, you know, you might feel like this guy could have handled the situation better. You don't want to see someone sexually assaulted in order for him to get his just desserts. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Right now, though, why don't we take a break and we'll be back in just a few moments. <laughs> In 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, as well as open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Some of the great features that are on the app brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. Not only can you get the App Chat, not only can you get the vo open line voicemails, you can stream us there, you can get our podcasts there, you can get exclusive contests, you get all of our stories delivered right into your hand, and of course, we always have the live traffic and weather for you too. You know, you just got to set the set the location settings on your phone. Um, you know, when you open up the app, it's going to ask you if you want to allow the app to use your location settings. It's okay. We're not tracking you. We're not trying to follow you. We're not sent, we're not the CIA here. We just want to know where you are so that we can send you live up to the minute traffic and weather. And that way there, you can better plan your day. So you can get your day started with the WBSM app and keep us going on the app all day long. So another thing you can get to from there, and of course also at SeizeTheDeal.com, are all of our great half-price gift certificates. And we've got a bunch up there for sale right now. We've got $25 to What's Cooking for just $12.50. We've got $20 to Panchero's Mexican Grill for just $10. We've got $25 to Dough Company for just $12.50. 
And we have $25 to Wame for just $12.50. And I want to bring that one to your attention because that one is expiring soon. Very soon, we will be out of those $25 gift certificates to Wame for just $12.50. So if you love Wame's food, and who doesn't, you want to make sure you get over there and get it for half price. So if you're going to go out and you're going to try the, the chow mein sandwich and the chop suey sandwich, you know, side by side, you want to have the one that's a mixture of both, you can get those with your... Twelve fifty spent for twenty five dollars, or you can go out and get whatever your favorite Chinese food meal is from Wamei, and it's it's certainly one of the best Chinese places around. But it's also one of those places where if you've if you've never tried the, we've all had the chow mein sandwiches here, but if you've never had the chop suey sandwich, you can get that at Wamei, and I, I recommend giving it a try. I usually get the combo one now, the one that's a little bit of each, and of course, thanks to. You, the callers, I make sure that I put the white vinegar on it. Got a big bottle of white vinegar on my desk for when I have those. Although I haven't had them in a while because of the the diet that I'm on, but I could go for one today, I think. And I'm going to get it with my half-price gift certificate, my half-price certificate to Wame that I got from SeizeTheDeal.com. Check it out. Make it your homepage or at least make it one of your bookmarks so that you go to it every single morning when you wake up and see what kind of great deals we're going to be offering for you on that particular day. 508-996-0500 is the number to call in and chime in. But right now, it is time for us to go into the WBSM newsroom with the Bass. President Biden is planning a trip to Florida to survey the damage left by Hurricane Adalia. The president told reporters yesterday that he'll be in Florida on Saturday. Adalia slammed into Florida's Gulf Coast on Wednesday as a powerful Category 3 hurricane. It's the strongest storm to make landfall in Florida's Big Bend region over 100 years. Adalia is now a post-tropical cyclone out in the Atlantic, where it's expected to affect Bermuda at some time this weekend. Donald Trump's Georgia election trial will broadcast live from YouTube. The judge presiding over the indictment of the, Georgia, of the former president ruled Thursday that all of the court proceedings will be live-streamed on the court's YouTube channel. The decision comes after requests from the media outlets to allow cameras in the courtroom. Trump and 18 other defendants face state racketeering charges and other charges related to alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia. Trump is pleading not guilty. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain is not optimistic about the contract talks with Detroit automakers. Fain said Thursday that the union's goal is not to strike but to bargain a fair contract, but that would but that they are ready to strike to quote win economic and social justice. The union wants a 46% pay hike and an end to the two-tier wage system, saying that the contract expiration date of September 14th is a hard deadline for a strike. A former leader of the Proud Boys will spend 17 years in prison for his role in the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Details from Mark Mayfield. Joseph Biggs was sentenced to federal prison on Thursday after being convicted of seditious conspiracy earlier this year. His sentence is the second longest so far in more than 1,000 cases stemming from the attack. It's just shy of the 18-year term that was given to Oath Keepers leader Stuart Rhodes in May. I'm Mark Mayfield. A new biography of Elon Musk claims the billionaire thinks his transgender daughter is a communist. An excerpt of the upcoming biography by Walter Isaacson was published Thursday in the Wall Street Journal. And it talks about Musk's relationship with his 19-year-old child who gleefully changed her gender to female last year. She's also changed her name and said in court filings that she, quote, no longer wishes to be related to Musk. In the 
In the book, the, T- the Tesla CEO called his daughter a full communist who thinks anyone rich is evil and blames her politics on the private school she's attended. The authors of a children's book who's accused of poisoning her husband is due in court today. Utah writer Corey Richens is facing a first-degree charge of aggravated murder for allegedly killing her husband by serving him a cocktail laced with fentanyl. Richens is facing 25 years to life in prison if found guilty. And gas prices are set to hit record highs in Labor Day this weekend. Trey Thomas has more. AAA's Mark Jenkins says the pain at the pump may not be as bad as it is during other travel holidays. Oftentimes for Labor Day weekend, we don't typically see people taking extended road trips because they have to be back on Tuesday for school and for work. AAA says the average price at the pump is three eighty-three a gallon, just shy of the current Labor Day weekend record of three eighty-four. I'm Trey Thomas. In sports, the Boston Red Sox head to Kansas City for a game against the Royals today. First pitch is at 8.10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. As we head into this holiday weekend, we have a gorgeous stretch of nice, mostly sunny weather ahead. For today, we do have a rip current statement. So if anybody heading out to the beach, just be aware that we have dangerous rip currents through this evening. Overall, today it's going to be mostly sunny. We've got a high near 74 degrees. Overnight tonight, clear and cool, low of 57. For Saturday, plenty of sunshine, highs near 74. And for Sunday, a few clouds warming up, high near 79 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Right now, it's 56 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM. Talk. And if you want to talk, talk to me, 508-996-0500 is the number. That song was also covered, uh, I think, in the early 2000s by the band No Doubt. Uh, of course, the lead singer of No Doubt is Gwen Stefani. And Gwen Stefani just was hanging out with a local celebrity here from the South Coast. If you are familiar at all with social media influencing and especially the makeup world on social media then you are familiar with Michaela who has been controversial for sure but uh, she is 
one of the most recognizable makeup artists on social media. Huge TikTok following, huge Instagram following. And uh, she has really built up a brand for herself, not only with her videos, but also she has her own makeup lines and partnerships with makeup companies. And she gets to hang out with all kinds of celebrities. And she's actually right from right here. Uh, she doesn't really say where she's from exactly, so I won't say it. Um, but she was our former intern here at WBSM. In fact, uh, a few years ago when she was here with us for the summer, it was the, the year that the drag queen story time kind of became a big thing. And Barry was every day on the air uh, saying, you know, just how outrageous it was that people wanted to have drag queens reading to kids. And so Michaela was working with me in my office and said, you know, I'd like to write an article about this because being in the makeup world, I know a lot of these drag queens and, and at least the ones locally. And, um, and I feel like they're being unfairly maligned. And I said, well, if you want to write an article, go ahead and write it. And she did. And Barry was so impressed by the article that she wrote that he invited her on the air for the two of them to go back and forth on it. And, uh, and it turned out to be a great hour of radio. And you can check that out on the WBSM YouTube channel. Uh, but, of course, you know, she's now way, way, way bigger than, than just being on our YouTube channel. She's, uh, she's really hit the big time and was hanging out with Gwen Stefani recently, helping Gwen promote her makeup helping her promote her makeup line. And uh, and you can see those videos on Michaela's TikTok channel. All right, let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning, you're on WBSM. Oh, sorry, there we go. Now you're on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Good, Good morning. morning. How you doing? Oh, I'm just hanging in. Um, so anyway, any plans for the holiday? Uh, I think I'm just going to relax. Uh, I have to have to go to a wedding tomorrow, and then I think I'm just going to chill out the rest of the weekend. Supposed to be nice, though, right? Yeah, that's what uh, Skylar was saying. Yeah, it should be uh, sunny and you know fall-like temperatures, and I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, beautiful. Anyways, um, Michaela, so how did what? Where did she? Where do you go to school for the makeup artist stuff? Well, she actually went to school at Bryant University and studied, um, I think, business. But she had always wanted to work in makeup. And in fact, you know, her license plate on her car was makeup. And when she came here to work for me, I said, you know, well, what do you see yourself doing? And she's like, well, I'd really like to be a, a makeup influencer. I was like, that's a real job. I was like, yeah, that'll never happen. And then, of course, <laughs> now look at her. So it really is a real job. And she did it. So. Well, you know who else they use makeup for is like Trump and the president. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not just about it's not just not just about um, you know the beauty. Excuse me, the beauty side of things. Like you can get into movie makeup and television makeup. I have a friend that does horror movie makeup, and I always get excited when I see your name in the credits. I'm like, ah, ah. So it's and you know, yeah, and you know who else? Um, the the um, Megan, the one that married the uh, Henry. Mm -hmm. Her mother was a makeup artist in Hollywood. So I I think that. Um, Megan Markle. I think that Michaela is, you know, very, very talented at what she does. If you've ever seen, and, and uh, you know, I know what she looks like because she would come here every day. And so for me, like to see the transformations that she does, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's really impressive. Now, some people have given her flack online saying she uses too many filters in what she's doing. So it's not an accurate representation of how the makeup works. Uh, she's, she's got, she's suffered some 
uh, criticisms for the the way that some of the comments she's made online. Like one day she complained about, you know, people don't understand how hard my life is. Uh, the other day I had to work until after 5 p.m. And everybody was like, but you just sit in front of the camera and make videos. Like, we don't feel sorry for you. Well, what's a filter? Like, the, it, is that how you make somebody look good on a picture? Like, you know, yep. they can touch things up and make it look like in a magazine. Yep, they can put filters over their photos that, that make them look better than they are. And I, I don't get how it works. I've never done it. In fact, like, you know, sometimes every once in a while, maybe uh, I see a photo of somebody. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at her. And I'll show it to my friend Stephanie. And Stephanie will be like, no, that's a filter. See, here's how you can tell. I'm like, oh, I've got no idea about any of this stuff. Oh, Tim, another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, now, I, Howie Kazan on um, on the station when Jessica was supposed to be there, I thought that it was going to be all moved up. But I thought she was finishing up Friday. No, when she so when she had reached out uh, on Wednesday asking for that night off, um, she spoke to Michael Rock and he said, you know, just take take. You know, we'll just wrap it up now, and you can just come back on Saturday. So it was Michael Rock's decision to to kind of end things. And so then it's um, going to be Howie every night? No, starting on Tuesday, it'll be, uh, we're going to move back all the nighttime programming. So it'll be Mark Levin at 7 o'clock, and then Charlie Kirk after him, and then um, Hugh Hewitt. And then I, I haven't seen yet what Jason selected to put in from 4 to 5, and then at 5 we'll have America in the morning, and then you'll have me. Now, when can I, because I go in and out sometimes and sleep with the with the station on. What time does that um, clock come on again that I like? I think he's on on the weekends. Uh, that's, yeah, but you don't, you don't I don't know the weekend. exact time. That's that's all network programming, so it's what the network feeds out at that time. Yeah, because I catch him and then sometimes I don't. Like for our schedule, it just says, you know, Salem. As, as, uh, that's the radio network that we're carrying at that time. So I, I don't know what the exact programming is at that time. All right, Tim. Have a good weekend or a good rest. All right. Thank you so much. You have a good one, too. Thank you. Bye. And, and uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Yeah, Officer Tatum is a, a very popular show, but that's also one of those ones where, you know, we can't carry it when it's on, when he's on. So what you're hearing on the weekends is kind of, you know, his his best of. And uh, there's a lot of shows that you'll hear on the weekend that are just, you know, kind of conglomerations of all the best stuff from those particular shows like Sebastian Gorka. I think we might be carrying Sebastian Gorka at 4 a.m. I'm not totally sure on that, but uh, I'll have to talk to Jason to see what he found. I just know that he programmed it in already for me so that I didn't have to, but I didn't ask him what it was uh, because I'm never going to be awake. At that Well, actually, that's the time that I wake up, so I don't really turn on the radio yet, though. I wait till America in the morning when I get in the shower. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in or hit us up on the app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Right now, though, let's take a break. Before I do that, though, it is going to be a nice weekend, right? So what are you going to do with your weekend? How about going and getting some meat from the butcher shop and tossing that on the grill? That's what I would do. I would go and get, I mean, if I was going to be home, I'll be at the wedding, but I would be going out and getting a nice, big, thick tomahawk steak. Mm. How about some Terrace Major? How about some celebrity pork chops? Some of their homemade sausage? You could get all of that. They've got the codfish. They've got the, the lobster. 
Everything that you can imagine, you can get it at the butcher shop. Like I say, everything from steak to soccer balls. So why not swing by there and stock up for the weekend? You know, have yourself a, a special end-of-summer blowout barbecue. If you're going to be having a, a nice Labor Day cookout, a nice get-together, well, nothing will impress people more than throwing some of that meat on the grill from the butcher shop. And I'm talking about stuff that's well-marbled, beautifully cut, exactly the right thickness. Go down and see Eric. He will set you up. And not only can he cut you anything that's in the, you know, in, in, in the window there, but also they've got meat packages all ready to go. You can call up and say, I want meat package number four, and they will have it ready when you come in. A little mixture of this, a little mixture of that, everything that you need to put on the best cookout possible. So check out the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. And a little bit later on, we'll be talking with Eric and finding out about some of the great deals they have going on this weekend. All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. Um. Are you serious? Are you serious, Patrick Hernandez? But, yeah, he was. It just sounds like one of those songs that, like, oh, we we created this great beat, and we created this great, you know, musical soundtrack, an instrumental track. We need some lyrics to go with it. Patrick Hernandez is like, well, how about we just talk about being born just to be alive, and I'll sing it in a very weird voice. And, and it turned out to be a hit. So there you go. And that was the extended version, too. Apparently, it was so much of a party, that song, they had to cut it down and make a, a shorter version for radio. Uh, I want to address you, uh, point your attention to a story out of the Cape. There was uh, an incident where a teenager tried to drown another juvenile at a pond in Chatham. And the DA is saying that the attempted murder was racially motivated. A 14-year-old boy was indicted on charges of attempted murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. Uh, this was announced by Cape and Island District Attorney Robert Galliboys on Thursday. He said the boy is known to the Barnstable County Juvenile Court. So he's a kid that's been in trouble before. Uh, he said the 14-year-old, who is white, was indicted in connection with an incident that happened last month at Goose Pond in Chatham. He said the 14-year-old boy met with the victim, a black boy, and another boy who was white at the pond on July 19th. The defendant is accused of picking up a stone, threatening the victim with it, and directing a racial slur at him shortly after they met up. The boys then entered the pond. The victim put on his life jacket and informed the other boys that he could not swim. 
The three boys then entered the water together, and the defendant is accused of pulling on the victim's life jacket and submerging him underwater about four to five times, causing him breathing distress. The third boy is accused of laughing at the victim during the attempted drowning and referring to him as George Floyd. So the DA says that the attack continued as the defendant swam underneath the victim and attempted to grab his feet in an attempt to once again pull him under the water. The incident came to an end when the victim started yelling for someone on the shore to help him and a bystander came to his aid. The bystander intervened and helped the victim to shore. So now the 14-year-old boy faces multiple charges as a result of the investigation into this. And the boy was found dangerous by the judge during a dangerousness hearing Thursday and is being held without bail and will be due back in court September 13th. So he's being charged with attempted murder and they're saying that it was racially motivated. I know. Listen, I'm the biggest social justice person you'll probably hear on this station. But to me, this sounds like horsing around that went too far. I don't, it doesn't, I mean, again, I wasn't there. They know more about it from the investigation than I know. But it, it, it doesn't sound to me like he was actually attempting to murder the boy. They were just horsing around. And it could have turned into murder. Because they were going a little bit too far with it. And I don't know that calling him George Floyd as the other boy is causing him to not be able to breathe is necessarily a racist intention. Now, of course, it hits your ear and it sounds racist. But I think he's looking at it more of, you know, look, here's a, a black person that can't breathe. But I, I don't know. I think the problem here is that, as I said, this boy is known to the Barnstable County Juvenile Court. I think that's the bigger issue. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break and be back in a few. All right, that is going to do it for us for this hour. Stay tuned because in the next hour, we will take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. Did you happen to go out to the Star Store rally yesterday? Did you happen to go by and see the students as they were out there uh, you know, pushing for the state?